This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame, so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hi, Doing It At Home family. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for being here and listening. We have a great episode for you today. I'm really excited to get into it. Real quick, make sure you are following us in all the ways that you can follow us. Instagram, D-I-A-H podcast is our handle. We have a Facebook page. We have a private Facebook group for the community. And we have our swag shop. So you can get your gear, your tanks, your t-shirts, your long sleeves, all the sleeves. And we actually have two mugs in the shop as well. Those are new additions along with the birth junkie graphic, which is really cool. I mean, who doesn't want to wear a shirt that says birth junkie. So it's really awesome. And we love, love, love seeing you sporting your gear out and about. So make sure you are tagging us on social media or just sending us, you know, the pictures so that we can check it out. It is the coolest thing ever to know there's doing it at home satellite representations all around the globe. It's just super humbling and Brad. So thank you for that. And, you know, reviews, we typically read them on the show. So feel free to drop one in there in Apple Podcasts. We greatly appreciate that. And make sure you are checking us out through Parents on Demand, the network that we are a part of. You can go to parentsondemand.com, learn more about the network, learn and check out all the shows that are there a part of the network. We've done some collaboration with many of the shows and the podcasters within the family and, you know, had them on our show or we've been on their show. And it's just been a really great way to connect with like-minded folks in the realm of, you know, empowering and educating around pregnancy, birth, parenthood, etc. So go check all those things out. And everything I just said will be listed in the show notes as always. Okay, today's guest is Heidi Snyderburn Campbell. And Heidi is another friend that I met at a podcasting event in Atlanta. I feel like I'm just, you know, collecting all my peeps, you know, who who um, are of like mind and empowering birth and empowering women and parenthood, because we've had a few guests on the show that I connected with at that event. But it was just so amazing. I'm so grateful for that. And Heidi is one of them. Heidi is a doula of over 15 years, and she is a fellow podcaster. She hosts Birth Story Podcast, which Matthew and I were interviewed on. So you can check that out very shortly. If it is not out yet, I will put a link to her podcast in the notes, and you can go listen. But we talk about Heidi's experience of doula work for, again, over 15 years and just some of what she's seen and how as a result of, you know, what she has seen, um, what you can do and how you can prepare and how the, the role of doulas and just how important it is. It really, even understanding 
I would say more than the average person, what doulas are and what they do, I walked away with even more understanding and gratitude and appreciation for their work and for what they bring to the space of birth, particularly in hospitals. So Heidi works primarily in the hospitals, yet her perspective and her experience is applicable, you know, regardless of where you birth. So I love that she can bring that perspective. And she reads for us an excerpt of her upcoming book that's dropping later this year in 2020. And it is one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. And it I'm so grateful to her for giving us that insider scoop, that insight into the upcoming book, but then also just her incredible description of what it is to be a doula and how they show up for mamas, for the family, for babies. And it's just, it was, it was very moving. And I think you're going to agree. So I'm going to stop talking and let you listen to our conversation with Heidi. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hi, Heidi. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah and Matthew. I was excited to meet Sarah at the She Podcast convention and have this opportunity. Yeah, Sarah was stoked to uh, to share that she had met you and then to bring you on the show here. So both of us are super excited. Yeah, it was really organic too. Like I think we just like kind of ended up next to each other at some point. Yeah, and I'm like, perfect. You yeah. have a podcast. I have a podcast. This is great. Like meant to be. <laughs> yes. And we like kept talking to other sessions. We're about to start and people were funneling and now we're like, okay, we officially have to end this right now, but we will come back. And so here we are. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm also really excited because every time I listen to your podcast or like today, I was like getting pumped up to like be on the show. And I don't know if other people have told you this, but like the only thing that comes to mind over and over again is LL Cool J's like, Doing it and doing it and doing it. <laughs> I feel like you should change that. Oh, really? I feel like you should change your intro music. Oh, that's great. <laughs> we'll just call LL. If LL like, will yeah, let you. Give us some licensing LL, on that Come one. on. He'd give us like a little lick lip like he does and be like, yeah, girl, I got you. <laughs> yeah, but I already um, listened to the whole song this morning. So. <laughs> All right. So we're ready. We're jamming. Um, Heidi, can you just tell us a little bit about you and what you're up to? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. This is such a hard question to answer also. Cause I feel like at 41 years old, I've been a million things, you know, like I was an international soccer player at one time and like, oh gosh, shamefully at some point I was a pharmaceutical sales rep, but right now I have kind of taken a turn in life and I am the founder of birth story media, which is just a media company with a bunch of different platforms. One is I'm the host of the birth story podcast Another platform is I have a book that's getting ready to um, come out in 2020, and it's called Birth Story. It's an interactive guide to pregnancy in a journal that I wrote with the director of obstetrics from Chapel Hill. And also, I'm the owner of My Doula Heidi, which is just my doula business in Charlotte, North Carolina, which I've run for the last uh, 15 years. Wow. Love it all. Maybe I should talk about my family too. I guess. Yeah, share your family. Well, like, oh, that's my professional life. So personally, um, so personally, I have an interesting story. I met my husband Justin, total love of my life, like fell head over heels in love. And we've had a great marriage for the last six years, but are recently kind of figuring out how to be partners. My husband is transitioning to be my I guess, ex-wife. So I'm currently married to a male to female transgender partner. And that has been an interesting, that could be a whole podcast and story of its own. Yeah. And also I'm a special needs mama. So I have a five-year-old named Max and then I have a four-year-old named Jagger and he actually had a stroke when he was very young and he has a mild case of cerebral palsy and accompanying sensory processing disorder, but they are just bundles of love and joy. So those are some of the layers of the personal life. And, um, 
Yeah. And then last year I, I, I served 30 moms and um, their partners and some single moms as a doula. So it was pretty good 2019. I'm looking forward to 2020. Yeah. What's up 2020? Um, yes. What's I, up? <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate you sharing the, the personal layers there because I think there are a lot of women and families in the community listening who beyond the birth stories or the intricacies of preparing for birth and pregnancy, we connect on human levels with the stories, right? Like you're the birth story, but yet it, it's, it's stories. And so to, to share part of yourself in that way, I think is, is beautiful. And also that's a very mixed bag of what I imagine are a lot of challenges and lessons and, and all ins and outs and ebbs and flows. And yet I feel like just energetically the way that you present as this ball of light when I met you in person and then through the work that you're doing and the things that you're so clearly passionate about, I just really appreciate you bringing your full self to the table. Oh, well, you're welcome. I mean, it's not without days of like grief and hardship, but overall, yes, I feel like overall our life is, you know, filled with lots of light and joy. That's amazing. And well, so the, the doula okay. aspect is is a pretty big piece of our conversation today, but I, there's so much to that, right? Um, first of all, what had you interested in moving into doula work? Oh my gosh. Okay. So there is part <laughs> of me that believes that, um, almost like becoming like a nun or something that like being a doula is sort of like a calling for many mm -hmm. of us. Um, so I was, um, oh, I don't tell this story very often, but I'm going to tell it. She may kill me, but my mom had a miscarriage when I was in, um, middle school. And that was the first birth that I attended it was one of my siblings. I think she was about 14 or 16 weeks along. Um, and I didn't even know she was pregnant and I came home from school and I was, um, I was just found my mom in the bathroom and, um, helped her to deliver, uh, this little tiny baby. Wow. And, um, my mom is like very anti, like, like we're like, there's no calling 911. Like I'm not going like, unless she's dying, you know, she's not going to the doctor. So she's like, this is not, you know, an emergency. Like, and I just remember being this really kind of fragile middle schooler and kind of supporting my mom through, um, that miscarriage. And so we buried that, that sibling in the backyard and then moved on with our lives. But right from that point on, I would say my life kind of changed. I was haunted literally for about 10 years with just dreams and dreams and dreams and dreams. Um, anytime, almost like this weird intuition. So if I had a friend or a family member or someone that was pregnant, it was like I knew they were pregnant before they told me. And mm -hmm. so this happened over and over again where I just thought I was having these like dreams, but then I would call, you know, such and such, this is high school now, so these are all like probably secret memories, but I would call such and such and, um, and it would turn out. A lot of those pregnancies resulted in uh, abortions or adoptions when we were young, um, but the dreams just kind of continued and I ignored them, ignored them, ignored them. And then eventually my, you know, after I went to MBA school and went to the total opposite direction of being a doula, I found myself sitting outside the delivery room for my nephew's birth and my sister had a doula and that kind of irritated me. I was like, oh, well, what could she do that I couldn't do <laughs> you know, with zero training? So a few months later, um, one of my girlfriends was pregnant and she had actually had a baby when we were in high school that she adopted out and her husband didn't know about that. And so she had said, oh my gosh, Heidi, I just love your massages and your touch. And like, can you just come and be part of the birth with me? And I went to the birth and it, that was the moment that I just kind of like, I don't know how to describe it other than like, you know, 26 hours of labor and a really difficult keeping the secret, but like supporting her in all the ways that she needed to be supported and then helping her husband kind of look like a hero too. And I'm winging it because I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just working on intuition. 
mm-hmm. at this point. And I walked out and I should have just been so tired, right? Like I should have been like, oh my gosh, that was terrible. And I've got to go to bed. And and instead I was just filled up with light and energy. And I just remember, you know, I'm, I'm pretty spiritual. And I just remember like thinking God just totally wrote my path. And I called my sister and she said, well, you were her doula. And I'm like, well, I mean, I know you had a doula, but like, what is a doula? (laughs) And uh, she sent me this book called The Doula Book. And right before that, I had Googled D-U-L-A. I didn't even know how to spell it. So for anyone listening, (laughs) doula is spelled (laughs) D-O-U-L-A. I didn't know what it was or And I read this book and it just, you know, it was kind of like one of those things where you get goosebumps like on your toes, like, you know, all the way your whole body is just, you know, been electrocuted. Sort of the feeling when I met my husband, how I felt when I met him, you just sort of know this is what you were meant to do. And then I just, you know, went on from there to get trained and become a doula. And that was 15 years ago. And so I think this is a great point to insert you know, you said, what is a doula? And you Googled it. And even within the birth community, let's say, and, and whatever even defines that, right? But that that still will come up. You know, we've been in conversations recently and I've heard men and women ask, like, what exactly is a doula? So can you help us out here, Heidi, and kind of give us your perspective on who, what is a doula? Yes. Well, okay. I could go two ways here. One, I could like just wing it and talk to you all about being a doula. But I did kind of take the time to write an author's note in my book, Birth Story, where I I titled it, You Deserve a Doula. Mm. And so I probably think I'd be better served on your podcast to just read that because I took the time to really think through how to create a platform in which to share exactly like what a doula does. And so maybe let's start there and then we can dig in more with what questions you think your audience might have. Does that work? Perfect. Love it. That sounds great. Okay. You deserve a doula. Mama, ask for a doula. No, fight for a doula. You will have a safer, healthier birth if you partner with a doula to be by your side. You will have a better birth story and better memories of bringing your baby into this world. This has been proven countless times. When I wrote this book, I had been practicing for 14 years and my client's C-section rate remained in the single digits, less than 5%. While you can hire a doula at any point in your pregnancy, the earlier the better. My clients typically hire me right around that third month of pregnancy. Then we get to spend the next six months building a relationship. When you are being constantly rotated and meeting new providers each week, completely unsure of who will deliver you, I am your constant. You know that I am on your team and will be at your birth. Together, we prepare for your childbirth. We make a birth plan. We work through your birth fears. We practice labor positions. We become friends. I'm on call 100% of the time for your labor, pregnancy, answering texts and calls from the very moment that you hire me. We chat about how your provider appointments go. I support you in navigating your relationships at the end of your pregnancy. If anything out of the ordinary happens, you call your provider first, and then you call me immediately after for comfort and direction. I actually like spending 2 a.m. with you while you are waiting for your doctor or midwife to call you back. In the weeks leading up to labor, I visit with you and I help your body get comfortable. I send you for a massage. I make you a custom essential oil blend. I hold you. I massage you. I help show your partner how to make your body feel comfortable as the pregnancy comes to an end. I cheer you on and I calm you down. Then when those early signs of labor start and you are uncertain or afraid, you call me and I help comfort and direct you. We talk about what is normal, what might not be so normal. And I arrive at your home in the middle of the night and help coordinate dogs, other children, in-laws, keeping everyone else calm and helping your partner look like a hero. I am the protector of your environment and your peace. I help you find your inner strength and I guide you in the labor. I listen to your body and where you are feeling pains. 
My hands are my tools. I deploy things like the rebozo to help facilitate the best possible labor positioning for you. If the pains are on your back and your provider believes your baby is ill positioned, I consider your birthing positions to help. I am looking and listening, and then I move you to your hands and your knees, side-lying. I use pillows or peanut balls to help your baby wiggle off those nerves. I help you guide your baby down by supporting your squats, taking a walk with you, drawing a bath for you, and rubbing your feet. I've been trained through almost two decades of experience to listen to the sounds of labor and the signs of the progression of your active labor. And when you are ready, I follow you to the hospital or I'm waiting for you when you arrive. I should interject right here as I am a hospital-based birth doula. Once we are at the hospital, I hold you and I place lavender cloths on your forehead and ice chips in your mouth. I push on your hips and your sacrum. I support you as you communicate your birth plan to the hospital team. I help you to advocate for your body. I constantly have a hand on you and I lead your partner on how to comfort you. If you sleep, I organize the room and get food for your partner. We have prepared for the birth that you want. Sometimes that is completely unmedicated birth. Sometimes you just want to get as far as you can before narcotics, nitrous oxide, or epidural anesthesia are introduced. Sometimes you want to avoid a C-section. 100% of the time, you just want to walk out of the hospital with a healthy baby and a healthy mom. I am there quietly participating as a guiding light and reminding you of your strength if you forget. If the time comes for a medical intervention, like an epidural, I am there to walk you through it and hold your hand. I will help you get through the contractions you are having as you are asked to stay still for the epidural to be placed. I remind you that you are a warrior and that you didn't give up and you didn't fail. You did what you wanted for your body, and I fully support your decisions. I help you love your birth story, even if it alters from your birth plan. None of this is medical. Doulas are not medical professionals. We are women servants. And girl, you need both. I am desperately needed and deserved by you. You deserve emotional and physical and medical support all together as one team. If you continue for an all-natural birth, I rise with you. I guide you visually and spiritually. I coach you. I am firm when you need it and soft when you need that too. I hold you and breathe with you and show your partner exactly what to do to help you keep going. And when transition hits, I hold your hair as you vomit and I clean it up. When you say, I just can't do this anymore, I know that you are, you are near the end and I position your body and squeeze your hips to relieve some of the pain. I remind you that you were born to do this. You are a goddess, and all of the women who have come before you are cheering you on. I fight for you because that is what you hired me to do. And when your baby emerges from the birthing position you desired, we cry tears of joy together. I help you to nurse, and I protect the cord from being cut until it stops pulsating. I honor the third stage of labor and the gentle delivery and protection of your placenta. I cover you up in warm blankets. And then I take photos and watch you and your partner bond with your new baby. I help you to establish breastfeeding and to guide you through that first latch. I dance with your nurses, allowing them the space to do all that they need to do to care for you. And then I leave. My job is done for now and your sweet family needs to be alone. Every woman deserves a doula. Every woman deserves to have your woman servant to prepare you for childbirth and to walk you through every single minute of your labor and delivery. Doulas are not just for women that want to have natural childbirths. And I hope that this book and excerpt will put an end to that misconception. You can call me and say, I want all of this support and I want to have a home birth. I want all of this support and I want an epidural too. I want all of this support and my baby is breech and I'm okay with the C-section that's being suggested. I just would like your help in preparing for this new birth story. Helen Herzig from Aussie Doula says, having a doula is like a warm blanket on a cold night. 
an experienced guide that's walking alongside you on the journey of birth and someone who can interpret your needs before you can express them. I'm also a big fan of midwives. It's important to me that you hear from my own personal midwife. Sagebrook. I would encourage all low-risk women to consider using a midwife to attend their birth. Our training is geared to empower the women to have the best birth experience she can, whether it be non-medicated birth, a birth with an epidural, or a labor using other pain management devices or medications. We try to honor what is best for the individual mother and her partner and to support them with the goal of having the best outcome for mother and baby. To attend a birth is to attend a miracle, such a privilege. As a midwife for over 34 years, I have witnessed some of the most incredible births and met some of the most powerful women and supportive partners. As I hold your birth story in my heart, all is right in the world. Thank you for letting me help you on your journey to, mo- on your journey to motherhood. XOXO, my doula Heidi. <sighs> You can shorten that if you need to do. Uh, I won't. Um, that was, I believe, the most beautiful description and vivid description of who a doula is, the space a doula holds, and what a doula will do throughout the pregnancy and birth um, and afterwards um, that I've ever heard. That was phenomenal. That was fantastic. Oh, thank yeah. you so much, Matthew. And I'll tell you this. The reason I took the time to write this author's note, and it's going like in the back of the book, is because I opened up pregnancy book after pregnancy book after pregnancy book. And literally, there were sentences in the book that said, if you plan to have an epidural or a medicated birth, you don't need a doula. Mm. And I was like, well, we're going to squash that. And then I'm going to write a letter to every single one of those authors asking them to remove these sentences when they publish updated editions of their pregnancy guidebooks. So apparently I was multitasking over here and cutting onions while recording. So that's why things are happening right now. (laughs) Um, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, Yes, everything Matthew said, and literally everyone needs that soundbite in their pocket. <laughs> so we'll yeah. we'll take that excerpt so everyone can just have it ready for anyone who says, you know, what's a doula or should I have a doula or what's that doula thing? Like that is the answer to all of those questions. And I also just love that you gave us such beautiful, like insider exclusive flavor to to the book that everyone's going to be picking up once it's out there. And so we'll do multiple follow-ups to this on when the book is out there. Uh, but just so incredible. Um, I think now is a, a really great time to take just a quick break so I can like grab a tissue and then we'll come back. Okay. So after that, just beautiful, eloquent description of doula-ship and the the calling to that work and all of what it entails. You've seen a lot, I gather, given what you shared there and just in the sheer amount of time, 15 years. I would love to go into for a few minutes some of what you've seen and then how based on that, like let's turn it to home birth just for a minute. Um, Why based on what you've seen and what can come up in the hospital, home is a good option for some women who it fits the, it fits the alignment for, you know, like low risk, that's where they want to be. All all the things lead them to home birth, why it's so great to have a doula, um, and how home birth, you can kind of avoid some of the things you might've seen. So that was a very like roundabout long-winded way of asking you to just (laughs) share your knowledge. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So 15 years of experience and hundreds of births later. And I think that one of the things that I could share with you guys is that like I do my statistics every single year and my statistics very much align with, you know, the fact that home birth would be a safe option for almost all of the clients that I have served. And I say that because, you know, I've seen, I have seen all the things I think that you could see at this point. I mean, every single birth is completely different, has a different Mm -hmm. story, takes a different twist and turn, but I have seen the worst of the worst. Um, and I've seen the best of the best. And even when there wasn't the most 
well, I don't even know how to say it, but like even when the outcome wasn't amazing, like the placenta detached early from the uterine wall while the mom was in labor. At the hospital, she was on continuous monitoring and was not able, like was not able to be saved, if that makes sense. Like there are things that I think we have a false sense of security sometimes being in Mm. the hospital Mm -hmm. is that at least in my experience, the things that I've seen, they were going to go right or they were going to go wrong um, regardless of where the mom was birthing. If that okay. makes sense. Yeah. And that's fascinating. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, nature is nature and there aren't, you know, there are some things that just aren't avoidable. Now, what I have seen in the hospital setting, and this is why I'm a hospital based doula is because the need for advocacy I cannot imagine birthing a baby in today's society, at least in the city I live in, without a doula. And my heart goes out to all of the women that don't know about doulas or can't afford them because, you know, Medicaid isn't on board in my state and supply and demand. There's just aren't enough of us either. Um, But it is so important to have somebody that knows how to navigate the hospital system from the moment you walk in the door to triage the things that are policies, the things that are recommendations and how to advocate for your body. So like many of my clients will call me and just say like, Heidi, I want to have an epidural and, you know, just help me with all of the things um, with advocacy anyway. But I have the majority of my clients that want to have a completely natural childbirth. They want to be completely empowered if home birth was an option for them. Um, so it's I should probably know I live in North Carolina and home birth is not an easy thing to accomplish in in North Carolina because the midwives have to have an overseeing obstetrician. And we don't have any obstetricians that will oversee the midwives Mm. legally in Charlotte. And so there's a misconception that it's home birth is like illegal. And it's not really that it's illegal. It's just that we can't legally get anyone's license to be approved, if that makes sense. Right. Um, Yeah, that's tricky. So I have a lot of women that want to have a home birth, but end up because of, you know, just private insurance, all the different just things in the city that I work in that will, that lead them to a hospital, even though what feels right for them would be a home birth, if that makes sense. And so my role is, okay, how can I provide a home birth like experience at the, at the hospital? And number one, it's staying at home as long as possible. (laughs) It's being educated. It's being prepared. It's having you and your partner, if there is one, on the same page. Um, I just listened to one of your early 2020 episodes on like empowering the dads. Mm. And this is a really big component of it too, is making sure that everyone is prepared for labor sounds, labor noises, um, fear, fear. the heart, you know, when the going gets tough, especially during transformation or transition, that everyone's on the same team. But I guess really being mindful if you are looking for an unmedicated birth and for some reason home birth isn't an option and you find yourself needing to birth in a hospital, that making sure that, you know, I hope that everyone can have a doula. And if they can't have a doula, then they have all the tools to know how to navigate the system so that they can advocate for themselves. Um, But I am able to provide, I mean, I think that if you were to talk to the majority of my clients that have had a natural childbirth, they stayed at home and labored. I mean, we kind of, sometimes I have a bad reputation of, I say, coming in hot, you know, where I'm like, (laughs) like, mom's like, well, I didn't think you were going to start pushing in the car, but maybe that happened. <laughs> um, but like laboring at home, delivering at a hospital, if that 
Yeah. Makes sense. So that's something that I like to empower women and couples to make sure that they know that they can do too, is stay at home as long as possible, labor, labor, labor. And then you can always transition to the hospital when you're ready to deliver, um, deliver your baby. Yeah. I, I love how it's kind of like this chameleon-esque way that I feel like a doula can show up depending on your particular pregnancy and birth and plan and location. It's like in your home, yeah, you might not necessarily need to be in strong of an advocate role. Cause I, I guess there are more factors that mom and midwife and such are in communication about and are influencing and controlling and you're in the full support mode, let's say. Um, and that works for that mom who needs that. And then in the hospital, like you said, if you're going into a completely different place to have this really big experience, it is crucial to have a guide, right. To help you with the the ins and outs and policies and things that might come up that you didn't anticipate or didn't think about. And to also be that support as well, even if all of that is smooth, say it doesn't even need to get into that sort of stage, but to just have that support there. I just love how the doula as an entity kind of shows up the way that you need them to. Yeah. I think what's really important to say right there also is that just because my clients are moving to the hospital to deliver doesn't mean that they have to adhere to the hospital policies. Mm. So I'll give you a couple of examples. I've had moms that have come in for um, inductions because they were scared into the inductions. They hit the 42nd week of pregnancy or many times the 41st week of pregnancy in their like advanced maternal age. They're completely healthy. They've worked out their whole pregnancy. They don't smoke. They don't drink. They don't have any other risk factors. I mean, they are healthy and they do it an internal cervical exam and their Bishop score, which looks at like the position of the baby, like the thickness of the cervix, if it's like a facing, Mm. you know, if there's any dilation and basically their Bishop score says, you know, wouldn't be a great candidate for an induction. And for some reason they bring them in anyway. And I prepare my clients like, well, you might be induced for several days. And at any point in this process, you can say goodbye. So I have had moms that have had Cytotec and Cervidil to ripen their cervix, didn't go into labor. Then they started Pitocin for an entire day, didn't go into labor. And I've said, sign the waiver that says, go, I'm going to go home and I'm going to sleep in my bed for the next 24 to 48 hours. And we'll we'll let you know what happens. Mm -hmm. Like once you get to the hospital, you are not, you still have all of the rights over your body and your baby. So if you want to go home, you can go home. If you don't want an IV port in your arm, you do not have to have an IV port in your arm. If you don't want a cervical exam, you do not have to have a cervical exam. No one can touch your body without your permission. And I just can't like, you know, I could scream it from the mountaintops. But even when I see my clients write it in a birth plan, it says no IV port, do not ask me the hospital still has a job to do and they have to like these, these poor nurses, you know, in triage, like it's their job to ask you. And so it's, we find this, we're pushing up against each other, right? Like this triage nurse, like she wants to serve this woman. She's deeply empathetic as to what she's feeling and experiencing. She's gone into labor and delivery because it's a passion and a calling but she has hospital policies behind her that are keeping her employed so that she can help her family survive, pushing up against someone's birth plan that's against that policy. And so this is where we have kind of, I think, um, the tension between women that want to have a completely natural childbirth and the the teams that are working at the hospital, because it's not like they don't want to listen to you or they don't, or they want to hurt you in some way. It's that, you know, they're kind of afraid to like, well, I have to answer to these 10 people or I might lose my job or I might not get the day shift. I've been on night shifts for so long and I'm wanting to get to day shift. And so I have to do all the, check all the boxes. And so, but just really making sure that women know if you're going to be birthing 
um, if you're, or if you're at home and you have to be transferred at any point mm-hmm. for any reason, I mean, I know that's a low percentage, but if you do, you know, raise that voice loud and strong when you get there, you know, this is not a medical emergency or usually not a medical emergency. We are not sick. We're just having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and if something goes wrong, great. I'm like, put an IV in my arm if something's going wrong. But if something's not going wrong, you know, maybe you could choose for your body to not have that IV or that IV port. It's your decision, though. Yeah. Um, the heart tones, the fetal heart tones and the Doppler, this is something that's done at home also. And it's done at the hospital. You know, we call it intermittent monitoring at the hospital where maybe your midwife or your provider comes over and just listens to heart tones, you know, once every 30 minutes or once every hour, you can say no to that at any point too. And so, um, yeah, I just think that's really important to kind of put in right there is that no matter where you're birthing, you have every right to your body. I'm I'm very happy you said that, Heidi. And it makes me think back to what you, you know, read when you were reading the description of what a doula is. Um, you know, what comes to mind for me is that, like, let's say, you know, Sarah, you and I go to a hospital. Sarah is focused on everything that's going on with her body right there. You know, I'm focused on Sarah and I'm feeling the anticipation and the excitement and the fears and all the emotions that go along with that. And then if I'm also, or either of us is also expected to be in communication with the hospital staff about things that you know, like you mentioned that it's just policy and they're asking us questions and wanting to encourage things. It just, it like pulls us away from this experience. And so that's one of the, the, the biggest reasons why I'm such a fan of, of having doulas is because, you know, you get, you understand the, the plan because you've worked with your clients to create that plan. And then you get to be the one that helps to advocate for them and, and, and stand and, you know, be that voice so that mom and her partner can just be focused on what they're there to do, you know, and not be pulled in all those different directions. And, you know, we've, we've heard all uh, stories from friends where, you know, the, the, the dad is off fighting with the nurses or fighting with the the doctors and all that while mom is, is, uh, you know, in labor. And that's, you know, nobody wants that type of experience. So, I love that doulas are able to hold down that role to really understand and be advocates for the plans that the parents have. And then they can be almost that bridge and, and be that one who can communicate and really hold that line um, with the, the staff if necessary. Yep. I use the word undisturbed a lot. So I love Dr. Sarah Buckley um, in her book, Gentle Mothering. Mm -hmm. She talks a lot about being, you know, private, being safe, being undisturbed. So like, I mean, it's probably a joke when I roll my clients in the wheelchair and they have an eye mask over their eyes and earbuds in their ears with hypnotic music. And, you know, they're (laughs) unaware that they're in a hot, they're being rolled into a hospital, you know, because the message is, you know, don't talk to her. She's busy. She's busy right now doing hard work, birthing her baby. You can talk to me, you can talk to her partner, but like we're, we're keeping her private and undisturbed right now. And the way we have to do that is cut off some of the senses. You know, if there was a way I could get the smell to go away, you know, plug their nose too, you know, but but trying to like isolate the senses so that even if we're moving environments and I'm trying to apply this to a lot of your listeners that are preparing for a home birth and that tiny, 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 tiny chance that you have to be transferred. Here are some pearls, right? Right. Like put earbuds in your ears, put an eye mask over your eyes, like dive deep into yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. So for those listening, regardless of location of birth and birthing plans and pregnancy who want a doula or in the process of that, what are a couple of things you could leave them with as far as, you know, how to find a doula, you know, could be location specific, you know, how you can kind of look around in your community, I imagine, or, or almighty Google or whatever, but what are just some things for if you want a doula that you can be 
thinking, asking, talking to potential doulas about, talking to your partner about? What are just some things that you would leave uh, mamas and families with? Yeah. Well, you said it very well. And I get this question every time. I, I sort of have a gift when I'm interviewing to be able to connect very easily with people. And and they often will be like, okay, I'm ready to hire you. And I'm like, oh no, we got to, you got to slow down a little bit. Right. Like finding a doula is like online dating. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, statistically people are going to seek out doulas that look like them. I, we don't, I really don't understand that psychology, but maybe the, the history of being a woman servant is that it was in your own village. It was in your own Uh, culture. It was your sisters, your aunts. There's something to that. Um, So one of the things that I would look at is, you know, starting with Google and, you know, doulas are terrible business people. So like try not to judge the websites too much, but having, you know, having a website, if you find a doula who happens to have a website and happens to have like a couple of Google reviews, or there's like in my area, there's a directory called yourcharlottedoulas.com. I happen to have built it because I wanted to make it easy for moms. That is a directory of all the doulas in our area. So you may search like doula directory, your city, or, you know, you, I think you guys are in Atlanta. So doula mm-hmm. in Atlanta or best doula in Atlanta yeah. or um, home birth doula in Atlanta or whatever it might be. Just make sure you you know, I think it's important that if your doula is legitimate, that they at least have a website or an Instagram or Facebook, some way to find them. And then most of my clients hire me over the phone. Mm -hmm. This has been a shift. I will say that. So early on in my career, it was all face to face. And now, you know, the inner webs let you kind of know everything about someone but I do consultations on the phone. And during those consultations, moms will ask me similar questions to what you just said, right? Like, how do I, what do I ask or what should I ask you? Or how do I differentiate you from the next person? And I would say, number one, you need to know what your budget is, right? Like insurance is not covering doulas for the most part. I was paid in full this year by United Healthcare for AT&T employees, but that is it. Everyone else was on their own for it. They can use their HSA or their FSA spending accounts, but know your budget. Mm -hmm. So doulas and training um, that are just coming out of training and are looking for their certification births, those are great doulas for someone who has a really small budget. But if I'm sorry, if you're going to you know, doula school or whatever it is, you there, you probably have some kind of innate intuition. Maybe you've been through childbirth before, but, um, you know, you don't need to be like me and have 15, 20, 30 years experience to be a good doula. I was a great doula on my first birth. I'm still a great doula on my, you know, 300th birth. Mm-hmm. Um, but ask about their experience if that's important to you, especially if you have a condition like fibromyalgia or a fused spine, you know, maybe, or, uh, you know, lupus, maybe you're looking for a doula that has a specific experience in fertility, whatever it might be. Um, but the number one thing is going to be personality match. And that's why I said it's like online dating. It's going to be who do you connect with? Who do you feel like you'd be comfortable in your most vulnerable state, completely naked, sharing the most intimate experience of your life with. Like Mm -hmm. who's going to make you feel, and I use the word mothered a lot, right? Like who's going to make you feel mothered in that space? So being a woman servant is very much like mothering. And so um, I mothered very well when I was 25 years old. It's, you know, it doesn't really have to do with age, but it really has to do with personality and compatibility. So, you know, I, I just say interview several people and then who gives you the feels, but questions to ask is, are you certified? That may or may not be important to someone, right? Like, um, you know, I don't think you have to be certified to be a great doula, but you know, mm-hmm. that's a whole other sidebar, but right. I am, I am certified, but so are you certified? What's your experience? Um, what's your philosophy or approach? I mean, some doulas are, are, um, you know, 
more, more natural based. And, you know, it's not that they frown upon the epidural, but they really are passionate about supporting moms through natural childbirth. Mm -hmm. And so if you're preparing for an epidural, make sure that you have a doula that's, you know, as passionate about that. Same thing with home birth, right? Like make sure you find a doula that's super passionate and experienced with home birth or curious about it and wants to be part of it. Uh, Those are sort of the things to kind of, um, you know, ask what's in their bag, what do they bring? And then of course, you know, what they're, they're, what they charge. And if there's a payment plan, um, you know, but, but the people that hire me to hire me based on, it's like, it's like, it's matching. I mean, it's just like this personality matches with this personality and they think I'm going to help them feel safe, undisturbed and mothered in their birthing time. Mm. Yeah, that's it. That. That's yep. what it is. Oh, I love that. Heidi, you're amazing. Yeah, I could do this every week. Um, I, <laughs> but we're going to do it again in another way, right? We're going to talk to you for your show. So. I'm so excited to have you guys on the birth story podcast to tell yes. your birth story. So I mean, I've will... already listened to it on your podcast, but, whoop, whoop. but I have yes. more, I have like a thousand more questions for you awesome. <laughs> well, um, than you guys even think. You know, you think you told it all, but you did not. Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, we're going to have to collaborate on when we publish this and and that one because that's going to be so awesome. I'm going to put links to any and all the places that people can connect with you. So uh, social media to check out the podcast, Birth Story Podcast. And then, of course, if you are in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and are interested in connecting with Heidi for doula work, please do. Um, yeah. Anything else that you want to leave us with Heidi? Yeah. My one final note that I will leave you with is that if you are pregnant right now or looking to be pregnant, that I just want to remind you that you are strong, you are capable, you are born to do this. Your body knows exactly what to do. If you just take the time to close your eyes, go inside of yourself and practice surrendering. One of the things in our culture that we just don't do enough talking about is that, you know, if we have a headache, we take ibuprofen. If we're uncomfortable in a situation, we move. If we have an itch, we scratch it, right? Surges, pressure waves, contractions as you're preparing for, you know, your labor and your delivery. It's so important to get your mind set on there. No one is rescuing you, not even a doula. You can do it all by yourself. The people around you, like your doula, like your partner, like your family are just there to help show you your power when the going gets tough. Mm -hmm. But if you do not fight it and you just welcome it and you don't push it away, you say, I'm ready for the next one and I accept and I surrender, then you are going to have a beautiful birthing experience. Thank you so much, Heidi. Yeah, thank you, We appreciate you. I appreciate you guys and I can't wait to talk to you guys in a couple of weeks on my show. note about the doing it at home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad approved. Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.